It's like checking the weather, right? Like it's not woo woo yeah. to be like, is it going to rain today? Right. And like, it's the same for astrology. Like astrology uses the planetary movements in the same way that we track the clouds for our weather. Welcome to the Harmonious Hustle, where we talk all things purpose, passion, and profits. My name is Nicole Sylvester, and I am obsessed with guiding you to living your most epic life right now. As a former struggling single mama on welfare, turned best-selling author, spiritual success coach, and transformational speaker running a half a million dollar company, I know exactly what it takes to say yes to radical upgrades in your life. I also know that true success requires harmony, not just hustle. You'll need to work with your emotions and strategy. But don't worry, I'll give you practical, tangible tools as well as spiritual guidance to level up big time. Now it's your turn to upgrade. Let's get started. All right, my harmonious hustlers, today I am bringing you a magical human that does many things. Her name is Danielle Mercurio, and she is a confidence and business coach. She is all things spirituality, and she's like me, a no-nonsense kind of spiritual person. She's a speaker, a meditation teacher, and astrologist. Now, here's why I brought her on. I personally started watching her Instagram stories after I was told about Danielle from two different friends that were saying that I should connect with her and that we would totally vibe. I started watching her Instagram stories, and I just adore them. All of the happenings in the astrological world, which she's going to share some updates with us. And I hope that you find some relief in what she shares, because with all the things that are happening right now, I know that I did. I keep thinking, well, Danielle said that April is going to feel like this, so... (laughs) Let's see how it goes. I also want to invite you to click on the links below in the show notes and check out her stuff. The other thing is, of course, if you enjoy this show, let me know. Let Danielle know. You know what helps us. She also has a podcast too, The Danielle Macario Show. But like all podcasters, you know, we take this time to bring you our guests and have these conversations and to get it produced. And the one thing I love to hear from you is what you enjoyed and why. It really helps me when I'm thinking of guests I want to bring on and the topics I want to cover and what I want to ask. So please do share, tag us and let us know. And like always, share this with someone that you think it could benefit. If you know someone that's kind of getting into astrology and loves spirituality or curious about spirituality, but doesn't like the fluffy, airy-fairy stuff, she wants some no-nonsense kind of thing, then this is the podcast episode for you. So go ahead and share away. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. Enjoy the show. All right. So already cracking up in the midst of pressing record with Danielle. So we were talking about this idea of the world map and astrology. And I've actually shared this with some of my clients. I've shared this with friends. I shared this with people over like cocktails where I'm like, look, there's this thing. You can put the map over your chart and see where you should live or not live. Because I think a lot of people don't like where they live and they just keep pushing on through where I know you and me will be like, got to go let's leave. So let's talk about what that looks like. Yes. So it's the official name for it is astrocartography. I call it astromapping because I think that sounds a lot better. So essentially what's happening is, is when we're placing your birth chart over the world, we're able to see what certain lines of our chart land in certain areas. And it, and many of us know it because like you go to visit somewhere, you live somewhere and there's like chemistry, right? Like where it just seems like this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I feel like I love the restaurants here. I get along with everybody, work opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's other places where it just feels like you're constantly getting 
like hit over the head. Nothing seems to work out. <laughs> like you can't seem to keep a job. Like things go wrong in your house, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so when we look to these lines, we can actually get some clarity around that. So I use it in my life. Like for example, I just came back from vacation and I was in Florida and Florida runs through my Venus line. So where I was born, the way Venus was positioned, it's right on top of Florida. So whenever I go to Florida, like I feel gorgeous. Like I went on a date. I met a like, really cute guy. Like I just like everything just works and it's like harmonious. And I love that. And I love knowing that like I can go to these places to recharge. So that's like the beauty of astro mapping. And then you can also look at it from a space of like where you should live, where career would be great. But you can also look at it from a space of let's say you find out you're the most prosperous and you're able to make the most money in Iceland. Okay. That doesn't mean that necessarily you have to move to Iceland to be prosperous or whatnot, right? But maybe it means there's something around the culture there that could benefit you. Maybe some of your clients could be from there. Maybe there's something about the culture that you identify with that could help you. Maybe you plan a trip there, right? There might be something about it. It could be the same thing with relationships. Let's say like your Venus line runs through France. Again, doesn't necessarily mean you have to move to France, but maybe you meet someone here where you currently live and they're French. Amazing, right? So like we use it in the literal way of like, go to that place, use that place in the best way possible, or pull from its culture. Maybe you meet someone situational that has some kind of identity to that place. At least vacation there. <laughs> like at least at go least check it out. There. Yes, yeah. go check it out. And then if you have to go to places or you live in a place where maybe it's not as aligned, then, you know, you make the best of it, right? Like astrology in general is a tool. It's an opportunity for awareness. And if we can't completely change our circumstances, then how can we use it? Like, let's say it turns out you're living somewhere and you you just can't move. It's not in the cards. Okay, that's fine. Having that knowing, having that awareness that these are the places where I'm going to be more vulnerable. These are the lessons that I have to learn here. It gives you a little bit more of an advantage. So you don't feel like the victim the whole time. Instead, you can kind of start to see the opportunities and how you can grow in spite of where you are. I love that. And it's interesting because even when you're bringing that up, I remember seeing uh, your things are entertaining, like your Instagram stories. So I will watch and you will have these forecasts of maybe don't do that. And I remember you told me once, don't move during this time, or you mentioned something and I could see why. And then there were a couple of times where you're forecasting where like, it was things that I was going to do in my business or a launch. And I took whatever you shit on Instagram stories. And I was like, holy shit. Like (laughs) it panned out that way. Yeah, it's cool because I mean, again, you know, astrology is honestly no different than like meteorology. I don't even know how to say that word. It's like checking the weather, right? Like it's not woo woo to be like, is it going to rain today? Right. And like it's the same for astrology. Like astrology uses the planetary movements in the same way that we track the clouds for our weather. And so we're just literally taking the movements of the planets and predicting what could happen. Right. So I took you away from Astro Mapping. Let's go back because Danielle and I are opposites where you grew up in SoCal, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then she lives in Philly now and you should see she's thriving. She's happy living her best life. And I was born outside of Philly. And every time I've tried to go back to Philly, because my daughter loves it, my family's there, and it does feel like home in some senses. So like this nostalgic part of me is like, just go back. And it costs so much less (laughs) than living here. That is a bonus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So... 
every time I go back, I'm like dying, depressed, cannot do it. <laughs> and so Danielle was like, well, maybe you should look at your astro chart or astro mapping and see what's up. And now she was just telling me she sees why I don't live in Philly. So fill us in on what that looks like. Yes. So for you, where you were born, um, it runs through your Pluto line. Whenever we live somewhere that our Pluto is, it's a place where we automatically are going in depleted. So like you probably feel tired all the time. You feel like you have a lot on your plate. It feels like so many people are reaching out to you, but you just don't have the bandwidth to get things done. And if you're not properly supported, it's really hard to move forward with the things that you want. It's a place where you can have big ideas and you can be a leader, but it's tricky because if the right support isn't in place, like it just doesn't work for you. It's like everything has to be really precise for you to feel nourished and thriving and like it can work for you. But honestly, when you live on a Pluto line, it typically means you're going to be tired. You're going to be learning lessons a lot. Um, you're going to be more <laughs> where it's almost like you're taunted by what you're meant to do. It's almost like you're constantly, every day you're living with like your dreams, like a carrot, like dangling in front of you. And yeah. I just like that constantly, like I see it, like, why can't I just like catch it? Right. So there's this constant kind of feeling of unfulfillment and kind of unrest per se. Mm. So that's a big piece of why I could see why it's just draining to be there. Um, yeah. It also um, brings back a lot of like early childhood stuff for you, which again, can be necessary. This is what happens to me when I go to LA. And, you know, it's like, there's a time and a place and it's like, cool, thank you for showing me that. But like, I don't need to see it every single week. We all yeah. need broadcasting a new episode of <laughs> we, like, remember how fucked up Danielle's karma is, you know? <laughs> and same for you. But what's interesting yeah. is, is I can see why you think the East Coast is a good idea though, because if we just tuck over to like New York City, for example, or even like towards Boston, it's your Jupiter line. And our Jupiter line is luck, prosperity, expansion. Mm. So if you just step over a little bit more and utilize the cities that are over there, New York, Boston, I say would be the big two, they're kind of the only two left at that point. Yeah. That may be a place where you actually could prosper a little bit more. So I'd say if you ever did the East Coast again, yeah, stick north New York City, yeah, like get over a little bit more and get out of like your actual birth zone and just Curious. go back to catch ups. Go ahead. Is everyone born, like wherever they're born, it touches their Pluto line? No. So it's oh, okay. just a unique example for us that we both have harder lines on where we were born, but not everyone. There are individuals that literally like I'll talk to and they're like, I was born and raised here and I never left and I never want to. And I'll look on their chart and it's like their son, like they were born under their son. The son is about life force, vitality, feeling really lit up. So of course they never wanted to leave. They felt like they were getting everything they needed. So why, yeah. why depart? So it's not always that way. Interesting. Where's my son? Your where son. should I live? Yeah. <laughs> where should I be spending more time? Yeah, where are you most? Uh, well, okay. So this well, happens sometimes. By the way, guys, I'm hearing this the first time right now. Sometimes our, our lines can be in the ocean. So your sun line actually goes through the Atlantic Ocean, but it'll keep going down towards like Brazil. Yeah, so Brazil. Okay. Um, let me see if it's anywhere else because sometimes they'll duplicate depending. Let me open up. So Brazil is the most dominant one or you can get a boat and just chill in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Right, like I'll do a lot of cruising. <laughs> yeah. What looks like for some reason I'm always drawn back to California, but funny enough now I'm moving yeah, south because oh, I'm just like yeah, I'm moving to Newport Beach. I'm just like oh, I think it's the energy. Cool. Yeah. I think the energy is just like I'm getting getting older. I want to calm, calm yeah. myself down. 
a little bit. I think that's better. Yeah, your sun doesn't really hit anywhere else. I have a feeling it might not change that drastically from LA to Newport. Okay, so let me see if it hits Newport. It does a little, but LA literally runs directly smack dab through your moon line. Mm. Where's your moon? You're a Pisces moon. Mm. So you love going to California because you can be the dreamer. You know, that little like... California dreaming, like anything can happen. Dreams can come true. There's a a place for you where you can literally like be anything you think is possible. And like anything that like maybe on the East Coast, people be like, that's not practical. Like you're disillusioned. You have blinders on. You're like, I'm going to go over (laughs) to California. And like people like love my rose colored glasses. They're fabulous. Ending. And um, it's a place where you can really lead with your heart. And the more that you do that, the more you get in turn, which is really beneficial. It also... Curious about the Venus, because you said Venus is your Florida. And when you're in Florida, you're like oh, feminine queen. Odyssey. <laughs> All right. Your Venus is... um Which would be like Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close. It goes through Memphis, Tennessee. Interesting. Okay. Get on those Catholic didn't feel sexy. Uh, didn't feel good. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes again, it's not Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Hmm. You ever been over there? I did. New Orleans I runs did. right through your Venus. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so it is yeah. fun to like just hear and it's good to know about the Philadelphia thing because ever yes. since you mentioned it, I was kind of just like, hmm, wonder if, and I was judging myself. I had a Gene Keys reading that actually helped me support me in my move, but I was like, why do some people love it and thrive here? Why do I feel like I just cannot dig in and like flourish? Right. So you solved this for me. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. It makes you feel less crazy, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it, it, you look at other people and you're like, wait, I don't get it. Like, what am I missing? But yeah, your Venus is also in St. Louis. So a little meet me in St. Louis. Well, like yeah, Midwest action happening. Yeah, you also do really well in, it looks like Denver. Yeah. Denver, Colorado. Have you ever been I've had over some there? some good stuff. Yeah. Like I had a really juicy book tour. I had a friend yep. I visited there. So yeah. Yep. Colorado Springs, Denver, that whole nook right there. Even Santa Fe is great. Uh, it's funny, when you said South, I was thinking Southwest in my head. I was like, oh. But yeah, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Arizona, Denver, that whole sector there is really good. You feel like you're like literally living your purpose and you have the energy, you have the vitality, things just like come together. So yeah, do oh, more. Good, I'm going to do some more like, just like when I do solo weekends and stuff like that, I'm going to play with it and see. Yeah. So and that's I'm, easy out of LA to get to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious because I touched on this astrology and your business. Like you said, check the weather, know what's up. I know this year you were preaching in January, all this like the the first isn't going to be until the 12th or something. And yeah. I was like wishing my launch was two weeks after because I could feel, I just didn't want to do anything from like first to 11th. Yep. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is legit. This is real. <laughs> so it's impacting me. So let's talk about how astrology can impact your business planning and things like that. Yeah, it absolutely can. Because, you know, again, like at the end of the day, we all have free will and, you know, anything can happen. So we just want to use this as like a tool. I keep saying that, but it's, it's important to realize that because I have people that sometimes won't make a move at all. And it's like, all right, calm down. You know what I mean? Like you also like got to live your life. So what I would say with astrology, there's certain influences where the planets are always moving at different paces. Essentially, we want to look at the solar system from a cosmic celestial place Mm -hmm. that it is working with the heavens. It is working with the universe. It is working with source, whatever 
it is that you want to call it, to help reorganize us. So we are just like these humans here on earth, and then we are connected to these celestial bodies that are constantly reorganizing and moving in different patterns. And sometimes the patterns open up to expansion. And if we can feel that expansion and we step into it, we're expanding with those planetary alignments. However, there are times where the plants are constricting. And if we try to do something really big while the planetary movements are constricting, it might be harder for us. It might feel like we're moving through mud as opposed to just flowing down the river. And so when we look at certain aspects, we're able to see, okay, planets right now are opening up, jump, Planets are closing in, lean back. And so oftentimes the big buzzwords we hear a lot are retrograde. That's a big one, right? People always get nervous and Mercury retrograde being the biggest one, but all the planets retrograde actually, but we just, we like to pick on Mercury. And so (laughs) with retrogrades, the planet is just making a reverse motion. What I always say with any retrograde, don't worry about the whole retrograde stretch. So for example, Mercury retrogrades are 21 days. That does not mean for 21 days, be on hiatus, don't do anything. But typically at the start and the end, that's when you want to just lean back a little bit. Because what's happening is, is the planet's taking a reverse motion. And if I was like spinning around a top and then all of a sudden wanted to spin it the other way, it would take a second. So just like give the planet a moment to readjust and then you can get back in your flow with it. That's one thing I would say. Right. So be mindful of the start and the end of any retrograde because there's going to be a shift in energy and you might feel like you're all over the place if you're trying to do something with it. Other times that can feel really intense too are eclipses. So eclipses are accompanied two to three times a year with a new moon and a full moon. And basically they escalate the energy of the moon by three times. And so if you're mm. very connected to lunar power or lunar poles, especially if let's say that new moon or that full moon is happening in your moon sign. Like, so for you, for example, you're a Pisces moon, we're going to have, you know, or it already has happened by the time this airs, but the new moon in Pisces happens during a Mercury retrograde in Pisces. So for you, it's like, okay, like I'm going to feel really connected to this energy. And because there's retrograde, which is reverse, but also there's a new moon, which is me opening up into something fresh. I'm going to open up into something fresh, but I'm not going to jump right out the gate. I'm going to like kind of take it day by day and see how to go from there. And so essentially what we're, yeah. So like what we're doing is, is we're just like, the more you learn about astrology, the more you can just kind of start to play and contrast and compare and be like, okay, like I always say, learn all 12 signs. Do not limit yourself. Don't just be like, oh, well, I was born on April 1st. I'm an Aries. No, like, yeah. That's what I've done. I'm like, I'm a Taurus, but I've never felt like truly like all of what Taurus says. So I get that now that you're saying that. Mm -hmm. Because there's more parts to our chart. And like we've been told by our, it sounds kind of funny, but the patriarchy has had a control (laughs) with astrology as much as they probably don't even realize. But like the sign that most of us identify with is the masculine part of astrology. So when you say I'm a Taurus, like I was born August 9th, so I'm a Leo. Those um, are called our sun sign. And our sun sign is the most masculine part of the chart. And it's interesting that that's the one we always refer to, right? Yeah. Now that like people are talking about astrology more, we're having, we're talking about our moon sign, which is our feminine. We're saying there's more to our chart than just this one sign. We're also kind of, you know, creating some more harmony. And I'm not knocking our masculine part of our chart. I'm not even knocking the patriarchy, but I'm saying there's got to be harmony. There's got to be balance. And we've got to see that there's more to us. And astrology is a way to do that. And I love the way it's trending right now because it's helping that. I love to, like, I've noticed that certain forecasting, like whether it's magazine or online, they're starting to put the sun and the moon. Yep. So that makes sense now that you share, because I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. curious because you coach people as well. So yes. when you're coaching, are you like, all right, let's look at how the moons are coming, the new moons, the full moons. <laughs> We're looking at also the forecast for your chart in the year. Like, how does that 
Totally. Like I, you know, I do personal coaching and business coaching. So if we're doing personal coaching, I always ask, do you mind it? Well, I always ask for their birth info, no matter what, like, yeah, when they're like, I need to know you. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, if anything, this will benefit you and this will probably save you like three sessions with me by me looking at your chart first, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, I have so much more Intel. So typically when I'm doing personal coaching, yeah, it's more just for me to help them through their blocks, have a little bit of a better awareness of who they are, how they function. But then when I'm working with someone from a business perspective, if they're here for it, I will literally bring in their chart and like every session I'm like, okay, let's talk about this different moon aspect. Let's talk about what's happening here. And even further, if I'm business coaching with someone, I'll use their chart to see how to best maximize their year. But I also want them to know about how the collective is going to feel because that's also mm, important, right? Yeah. Like you could be having an amazing month, but collectively, like there could be a lot of stuff going on. And if you're not aware of that, that may actually influence how you move things forward too. Yeah. And so. that is the interesting thing. Cause when you were forecasting the collective thing in the beginning of eclipses or something yeah. in the beginning of January, I could see where everyone was posting about it, like posting around how they're feeling, like launching felt like this mm-hmm. and it was driving me crazy. And I saw how it opened up and I was like, if only I implemented this. And then did it later into, you know, January, it could have been a whole different result because it's not only me feeling like this, it's the people I'm also inviting in. Yes. Which is really powerful. Interesting. And I wonder what your feedback is on this because of that. And then last year when I had my live event, I picked a date arbitrarily and I was like, this date, the date were fine, but like one of them happened to be Mother's Day and I didn't notice. But now I'm looking at my fall and I'm picking uh, dates for Harmonious Hustle Live. And I wanted to logically go into November first week of November, but what I was really feeling now, I was like, no. And I'm like, am I right or wrong? Right? You're right. You're right. Are you going to do, can you do the second week of November? I, could, I was thinking second week, but I'm looking at now like the 10th, the first two weekends of October. Yeah, you could do that. So tell us why though, because I'm curious. Okay, yeah. So (laughs) definitely not the first week of November because what's happening is on November 2nd, we're winding down a Mercury retrograde. Okay, so what did I say? Like don't do things at the end of a retrograde. And then we still have a Mars retrograde that will be going until November 9th. So that will be Mm. winding down too. So we have two big transits that are retrograding, that are winding down. So to think that you're going to step up and do something really massive, like an event, yeah, it's a tall order to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, I don't want to. And <laughs> it's also our election week in the US. Oh, yeah. Too, which is oh, going to be interesting okay. with those transits, right? So right, like, yeah. regardless of astrology, right? Like we look at it like, do I really want to do an election week? You're like, maybe. But now you're like, wait a minute. We're ending a Mercury retrograde. We're ending a Mars retrograde and the election. Mm-hmm. Like who knows what it's going to be. Yeah. So, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think early October would be good. If anything, actually, hold on. Let me just check something because I was thinking you should do it around the time of the full moon in Pisces, which might be late September, which would still That's work. exactly when I wanted to have it. My mom's birthday is 927, but I'm going to Morocco the week before. So I was like, uh, I no. was like, you know what? Yeah. So interesting. You say that because I was literally, I was like, let me do it a new way. I'm going to do yeah. this in a really like feminine way and just feel out the calendar. And I was yes. like, you know, the second, the first week of November was just like a body. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you knew. And that's the beautiful thing about astrology. Astrology just is, I call it an intuitive science, right? It just mm-hmm. supports what we're feeling already. And we can kind of create a little bit of a dance, but yeah. So I'd say like, I can see why you wanted end of September because of that. But I think, you know, do early October. I wouldn't get too deep into October though. Okay. 
So, so tell yeah. us like, what are some things that the people listening, I've asked some questions that are more pertaining to me, but also whoever's listening can apply that early yeah. November information, early, you know, October mm-hmm. and apply that. Is there any forecasting or things like pockets of time, windows of time where it's going to be really juicy or it's going to be like, kind of like watch your back a little bit and slow down? Yeah, I think um, April is going to be a really expansive month for us. It's like spring has sprung, you know, and in, and in astrology, our new year starts the first day of spring. So the first day of Aries, March 20th or March 21st, that's the first day of the astrological new year. So in my world, like that's when we're kicking things off, not in the middle of January after the holidays when we're like bloated and exhausted and in debt, right? It's dark. It's dark, <laughs> right? It's like, who the fuck is like, new year, new me, right? <laughs> at 4 p.m. So uh, I, I think, and, and also the way that the astrological aspects are supporting the start of spring really wide open. So I think April is a really great month to really like put yourself out there, open up your heart, try things out, just go for it. I really encourage April to be the month where you like do the things and like maybe it's even the things that you still haven't done yet that you were saying you were going to do in January and life happened, energy happened and you haven't gotten to where you wanted to be. Don't beat yourself up. Hearing this right now, what do you need to do for April? And then so April's going to be really expansive in a lot of ways. And then May is going to be an interesting month. On May 13th, we have a Venus retrograde. They only happen every two years. So when Venus mm-hmm. retrograde happens, if you're in a relationship, it may bring to light some things that you need to see. If you're single, it may also bring to light some things that you need to see. If you're not worried about romance, Venus retrograde can be a great time to remind you of like what your passions are. What do you really want to be doing? But overall, collectively, it's about six weeks the Venus retrograde will last. People may be questioning their relationships and things like that. I, we, we see a very high divorce rate during Venus retrograde. Wow. I have a lot happening in that, in that little pocket of yeah, but, so but I think for yeah. you with the kind of individuals that you support, yeah. like you can be there for that. And again, like yeah. Venus retrograde can also be a really exciting time because it can really help you like feel empowered from within. Um, and right. I really think it's going to, again, like with the way that this year is going and just the way that women are stepping up, um, I think the Venus retrograde is going to help bring even more of a spotlight to women and, and kind of, so I think that's great. But then we lead into June, June. So mid June, early July, I think it's the stickiest besides November. So I say there's two sticky spots this year, mid June to early July. And then that November week that we talked about that you intuitively knew, like I'm getting out of here. So what's happening on June 21st, we have a summer solstice and the summer solstice is going to have a solar eclipse, a Mercury retrograde, and we're still going to be in Venus retrograde. That's a lot of energy at once. Things are going to be very heightened. I'm planning a retreat that week because I'm like, let's go like bunker down in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just going to be really heightened energy. There's a lot going on. It's almost like all the different transits are like wanting to like be in the spotlight and there's not enough room for everybody. So that week is going to be intense. I wouldn't plan anything major and you may be fine during it, but you may, you, we never know sometimes how we're going to react to really strong energy. And then on July 4th, the 4th of July, we have a lunar eclipse with a really strong Saturn aspect. We still have Mercury retrograde all happening. And again, I just, I think it's going to be a little bit wonky. Technology is not going to be great. Like be careful with those fireworks that day. Like there's going to be a lot of friction that week, which is hard when it's like summer and 4th of July and whatnot. But then it evens out and August is another month we can look forward to again. And just kind of like that rebirth coming out of the weird, you know, 
zone that we were in looking to September. September is kind of that energy of like back to school, get it done. The cosmos support that. And then we'll see what happens like late October, early November with the intensity of some of the retrogrades that come back. Interesting. 2020 is a very fully loaded year. Astrologically, we have more eclipses and more retrogrades than we've had in a few years. However, 2021, I'm actually very excited about. I've been excited about it for a while. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. You make me excited. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I feel like 2021, it's a lot calmer cosmically. And mm. I feel like a lot of the aspects, it's like the year for the entrepreneur. It's really mm. about more and more people stepping out, doing their own thing, being supported in that way, innovation, more money coming through. There's definitely a lot to look forward to in 2021. We just kind of have to get through some of these little sticky spots this year. Yeah. You know, it's a new decade. We're trying things out. I love this. And for anyone listening, like after you said the meteorology thing, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense because it's almost as like before I'd be like, this isn't going to impact me. I don't need to listen to this. Right. And then what it felt like is me just trying to push up against Mm -hmm. like the energies that I was, that were impacting me anyway. So it's like, why would we would never go plan a picnic and say, we're doing the picnic no matter what, if it's going to rain. Right. Right. So it's like, if we're not going to go out there, yeah, rain or shine, I'm going out there in the rain. Like how ridiculous would that look? It would be harder. It'd be wetter. You would not love it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to like make your burgers. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, let's just all just sit down and relax and enjoy our meal. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be as pleasurable or is graceful. And when I'm hearing all of this and knowing after listening to you last year and like watching how I was wrong or choosing like to ignore it. And then this year, it just makes sense to go and like vibe with how it's going to be, how we're going to be vibing anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just Not resist. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. Have there been times where people have predicted a blizzard or a big snowstorm and you go to the store and you get the bread and the supplies and whatnot, and then it blows over and it never happened. Well, you know what? At least you were prepared. You know, you listened, you followed the guidance, you made sure that like you were taken care of. And if it blows over, great. Blows over. Now you have extra bread. Cool. Right. <laughs> Right, you're good. So we'll wrap it up a bit, but I want to share, Danielle does other things like comedy. Last night I had a dream, a nightmare, I'll call it. (laughs) I literally decided, I told someone that I would do a stand-up comedy act, which is not on my radar at all. Funny, because I knew I was interviewing her today and I was excited about it. And then in my dream, I went to sleep and woke up with the, oh shit, I said yes to this. I'm so scared. Like, I'm going to be looking at these faces. They're going to be looking at me bored. I have nothing funny to say. And I was like having a whole freak out. And then today I was like, wait, because I, I was like, why is this happening? Like, is this going to come? Because I've had premonitions that have come true in my dreams. But I was like, oh, I'm talking to Danielle and she does comedy. So tell us a little bit about that. Because I think that's yeah. what makes you so interesting and entertaining to listen to, like more captivating. So how'd you get into that? Thanks. So, I mean, I always like growing up was kind of considered the funny one or like the class clown. But at the same time, I was always kind of, you know, in trouble for that. Right. Or people would say like, oh, you should be a comedian. But like, what does that even mean? Like, okay, like cool, but I don't even know how to write a joke or like, who's taking me to comedy class? There isn't even a thing, you know? So it was always something I heard in the back of my mind, like Danielle's funny, but it was never really anything I explored at all. And then once I got more and more into this world with teaching and speaking, I was actually very serious. Like if you saw me when I first started out, like if you look at old YouTube videos, I am like dry, I'm serious. I mean, still good information, but I definitely was a little bit more buttoned up because I had this fear around not being taken seriously. Mm. So I didn't really let my funny side come out because I I was afraid that it would turn people away. It was something I kind of held onto for a while, but then over time I started to notice I would get more comfortable on stage or in front 
front of people and I'd let a joke slip out. And then a few years ago, I had an event for a really big corporation and they were like, we want to see your outline of like what you're going to talk about. And like, they were really on me about things. And normally I wouldn't be so compliant, but it was a very big gig. They were paying me a lot. So I was like, all right, here, here, here. Yeah, and they were even saying like, we need you to be serious. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be serious. So anyway, I get up there and out of nowhere, like, I just start cracking jokes. I literally just like start <laughs> saying joke after joke. When I look back, I was channeling. Like all these yeah. jokes were just coming through me. It was like a crowd of 300 people. Everyone was like cracking up, which was fueling me more. And then it was all over. And like the organizers came over to me and I'm like, oh my God, what are they going to say? Yeah. You were hilarious. Thank you. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe there's something to this. And then, yeah, I just kind of kept playing with it in traditional speaking roles. And then I just... So I was like, well, what if I just created a niche within the spiritual and wellness community and started sharing my stories and my jokes there? That's really how it came to form. I love that. I think yeah. it's so cool. And like also with the whole idea of like laughter is just so healing and bringing yes. that into like the personal development world where you can be rigid and take mm -hmm. things seriously and get caught up in all the craziness that also comes with running a business and the right. stress and the, like, mm -hmm. you know, the ups and downs of that. So I love that. So I know that you have your meditation teacher training mm -hmm. that you do in yes. like really beautiful spaces. You coach life and business. You're also available for these charts if people are like, oh my God, I'm so curious. If you read someone's chart, do you go over all of those things or tell us like what you're available for? Yeah, I mean, especially if you're brand new and you've never really had anyone read your chart before or, you know, sometimes people will get astrology sessions and they'll be like, they just threw a lot at me and I didn't even know how to process it. I really like to sit down and like go through it piece by piece. So you're receiving and you're learning more about yourself, but you feel like you're getting a little bit of an education too. So if someone afterwards was to ask you like, how was it? You could share the parts about yourself that were revealed, but you also feel like you understood where it came from. So I really like to kind of break it down in that way when it's our first time meeting together to give you, it's almost like you're getting a personality assessment and we're yeah. sitting down, we're looking at the different areas of your life, how you show up in different ways. And then from there, typically in a follow-up session, we might get a little bit deeper into forecasting what may be coming up for you, certain angles or aspects that we didn't quite get into. We could explore astro mapping. So it's really an opportunity. And I always ask in the intake form, like what you're looking to focus on, but it's really an opportunity for you to just understand yourself a little bit better, feel like you have a better understanding of astrology and feel more empowered. I'm not a big fan of like, okay, yeah, maybe there's something negative in your chart. Maybe there's a block, but like, I'm also a coach. So this is an opportunity where we can work through it. And so yeah. for me, it's like, I want you to leave our session feeling excited, feeling like the possibility and having a better sense of who you are. I love that. So yes, my friends, I would highly recommend getting your chart. I actually know a friend right now that I'm thinking because she's been trying to get her wedding dates set up and she's not finding the venue and it feels like there's a little something. So I'm like, okay, girlfriend, <laughs> need to get yes. over here yes. and, and figure this out. Because if it's something you're planning, like my wedding, I definitely want to know. It's a big yeah. investment. It's mm -hmm. important, you know? So yeah. kind yeah, of like at my single life, harmonious hustle is that for me? <laughs> Totally. Well, you know, and I'll, I, for that, like I do relationship readings and I've done wedding readings before. So I'll be like, I need both of your information. So I need you and your oh. partner. Oh my God. Okay. I got it. And we'll Instagram find the best connect right now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's so much better than just saying like, I want to do 10, 10 because it's cute. Like not that she did that, but sure. it is a cute date. 
<laughs> it's cute. We got married on 1010. But like, if it's going to be a shit show, it's not so cute anymore. Right. Danielle, anything else you want to share? We're going to put the links there. Any last thoughts or anything you want to wrap the show up with? Yeah. Just find me via my name, Daniel Mercurio. And, you know, essentially, I think for me, the biggest thing is, is as you heard, I do a lot of different things, but all these different modalities, all these different tools are just to help you remember who you are and that you have permission to move forward from that space. The more that you step into your power, the more that you allow these tools to show up for you, you have a better sense and understanding of how you can show up for yourself. And so, you know, keep leaning into this, keep leaning into Nicole, keep leaning into the people she brings on because it's all for your betterment. Let's just keep rocking. Love it. Love it. I feel so lit up after just having this talk with you and I'm like ready to look at all my plans. I'm ready to get the people coming over to you so we can plan for our highest and best and look at the weather cosmically. (laughs) Thank you so much, Danielle, for coming on. And um, my friends, definitely take this opportunity to go check it out. Also, I should ask real quick before you go, do you have any good freebies or things like that they can kind of just get a feel, taste? Totally, totally. I can give you a link to a really groovy meditation for your kind of stepping into your confidence. I also have a resource of all the best books and tools for getting started with astrology, which may be really helpful too. Sweet. So we'll load you guys up with all things Danielle. Check it out in the show notes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Harmonious Hustler. You know I'm all about the aligned action. And I want to know, what are you going to do today to advance yourself? In other words, what are you saying yes to? What are you going to do to get closer to your dream? Because remember, it's all up to you. Jump over to my DMs and let me know. I would love to hear from you. If you're not already following me on Instagram, get with me at Nicole Sylvester. And don't forget the H in Nicole. (laughs) I have one request. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review it on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, circulate the love, circulate your abundance, and share this episode with someone you love. Remind them that they are capable, badass, and worthy of the best in life. Until next time, choose you, choose your dream, and harmonize your hustle.